0: Hey there sweeties! Welcome back to a new episode of Secret Session Podcast.
1: These are your hosts, Noel
0: and Alice. And this is a new episode about the song Dorothea. So we're doing a series that's called A Dorothea Christmas. If you don't know what we're talking about, just go listen to the episode, to the introductory episode. It's just five minutes long. So listen to that and then come back here.
1: Yeah. So that you understand what we're going to talk about, because it's not just about Dorothea, yeah. it's about a lot of the people, <laughs> okay? Exactly. So Dorothea is the eighth track from Evermore and it was written by Taylor Swift and Aaron Dessner. We love that duo. Yeah. It is the second song we hear of the Dorothea Christmas series and its story is told by Pierce Point of View if you don't know who Peter he is, again, go back to the introduction episode.
0: So like folklore, Evermore has its own stories too. And we know that in Dorothea and This the Down Season, we get to know these two new characters, Dorothea and Peter, <laughs> and their story. So at the very beginning of the song, we are introduced to this new character, as we said, so Dorothea. Let's start by saying that As we already stated in the episode about the Cruel Summer Trilogy, Taylor put some of of her personal experiences in the characterization of these characters. So the same can be said about Dorothea and their love interest Peter. So both Taylor and Dorothea are rising stars in big cities. Dorothea in LA and we can say Taylor in New York. But, I mean, she also has a house in LA,
1: so, yeah, you know. Yeah, she's big. She's big in both cities. Yeah,
0: (laughs) and so they're both from small towns from which they basically ran away. And Dorothea's hometown is Tupelo in Mississippi, as we get from this song, and Taylor's is Redding in uh, Pennsylvania. But, I mean, also Nashville on some level. Both of them have this circle of friends that turned out to be the the most toxic and fake people ever.
1: Probably. yeah.
0: And I mean, there are also other similarities, but we'll get to those.
1: So, um, of course, we have to talk about the theory about uh, Selena Gomez, because for a while, um, I mean, she and Taylor might have been out of touch for one reason or another. Um, if you are a fan of Selena's, maybe you might know better about this matter. <laughs> We're yes. not going to talk about that. No, we don't know much about no, this. And um, I, I personally
0: don't share this.
1: Um, I mean, obsession. this interpretation. <laughs> no, this, yeah. So, I don't know. No, I, I mean, it's it's a cute theory. because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Selena is one of um, Tara's best friends ever, so that would be like cool. Yeah. But yeah, so as for that theory, this song would be from Tara's point of view, celebrating her friendship with Selena in a moment when they didn't like really talk. Yeah. So that that was cute. Like, yeah, you can talk to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cute. Moving on from that, we can also say that these two characters, which are of course the and Peter <laughs> are somehow related to the ones in the folklore. Of course, of course. Of course. <laughs> and Taylor herself said that they go to the same school,
0: which is like I don't know if they're connected. Let's say this to I don't know for the fans.
1: I yeah, yeah, she said that for us, but for yeah. us too, me and you. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> And we like to call the universe in which these stories take place Woodvale.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, we're delusional. Yeah, Um, so
1: let's just embrace this side of lot. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, there is there's no other opportunity we just yeah we, we I mean, just yeah we need to nerd it out <laughs> in this podcast and then we we'll exactly. go back to our normal lives yeah exactly okay. it, so, this is our safe space this, this we can what, be clowns yes it's also your safe space I mean. yeah so. it's all safe space for sweet okay exactly. and um i mean the name, it's pretty, it's it just pretty to think that this folklorian woods are called that because yeah. that would validate <laughs> some of the theories, I get. and I mean, it's like this place has its own time and space in our own universe and I that's cute man. yeah okay, so let's get to the lyrics okay, so
0: the first verse is Hey Dorothea, do you ever stop and think about me? When we were younger, down in the park, honey, making a lark of the misery. You got shiny friends since you left town. A tiny screen's the only place I see you now, and I got nothing but well
1: wishes for you. Oh, yeah. For yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So, um, the song starts with a question <laughs> Can I ask you a question? <laughs> <laughs> yes. This question is, of course, do you ever stop and think about me? And it stresses the fact that there is kind of a distance between these characters, that they've known each other for a long time, but they're not in touch anymore. And the fact that he, Peter, asks her if she ever stops and thinks about him, conveys that he's asking if she ever reminisces of their time together, and not only casually thinks about him. So to stop and think about something or someone is a very active action, I might say, it's not like passive. Yeah. And there are some parallels, of
0: of course. course. (laughs) The first one is from I Almost Do and it it is I hope sometimes you wonder about me. And there's another one from another song that is very connected to I Almost Do. Yeah, basically the same song.
1: (laughs) from a sassy point of
0: view. I bet you think about me. The setting of the park reminds me of the lyrics Please picture me in the trees in Seven. And the park is often a a place where kids meet to play and teenagers meet to hang out. More like (laughs) make-out? Oh
1: my god. (laughs) I mean, we're talking about that, okay? (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) But anyway, it's another big theme of folklore, folkmore, especially in the song "Is Invisible String, and on a general note, it's a happy
1: place, thematically speaking. So when he's singing Honey, making a lark of the misery, he's basically saying that even if they didn't have much when they were younger, they always found a way to make the best out of it. And I mean, it indicates doing something fun, making a lark of the misery. But at the same time, you know, it's something naughty and dangerous, what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. The lark is also a bird, it symbolizes music and art, and it's used as the symbol of both auroras and lovers, mm-hmm. mm, establishing nice. in this case that they were both young and I had a relationship. <laughs> yeah. we might and Peter talks of misery. We don't know yet of Dorothea's situation, but in this Zen season, we get to know that she ran away from home. So, primarily, you know, start her career in LA and stuff, but also to get out of that town itself, the place of something negative, probably related to like her family.
0: You know, her town was a wasteland, so. <laughs> her town was a wasteland! <laughs> yeah. So, okay, then we have you got shiny friends since you left town. And it's interesting that the word shiny is in contrast with the word misery in the previous line. And the description of the friends as shiny doesn't necessarily mean that they're great. You know, in this season, Dorothea described them uh, as quote, unquote, so-called friends. So, yeah. There is also a contrast between Dorothea, described as a simple and honest person, and her friends, who seem expensive and superficial.
1: Um, Then we have a tiny screen, the only place I see you now. We can guess that since she moved to LA, we suppose that Dorothea is probably an actress. And the only way Peter has to see her is through a screen. So he sees her on television or on social media. So they went from seeing each other like every day at school and, you know, hanging out at the park (laughs) to this, which is not seeing each other anymore, really. And of course we have um, Beautiful Parallel, which is from the song Midnight Rain. Of course. Oh my god. (laughs) And the lyrics are, and he never thinks of me, except when I'm TV. Yeah. So, I mean, we will talk about this song because <laughs> we do believe that this is kind of from Dorothea's point of view, Midnight Rain, yeah. so yeah, we'll talk about that.
0: And Peter says, and I got nothing but will wish it for you, so he's saying that he's not mad at Dorothea for leaving the place where they were together to pursue her dream. So he recognizes, or least assumes, that her life is way better in LA than than it was in Tupelo, but he still points out that her friends might be not all that shiny, and I mean, he's right. And mm-hmm. um, so he genuinely wants her to be happy. Yes. Um, we have a similar concept in Seven with the lyrics, and and though I can't recall your face, I still got. for you.
1: Seven is kind of like the song we can connect to everyone. Yeah. (laughs) It can also be connected in some way to Peter and Dorothea, as well as James and Betty and James and Augustine (laughs) and everyone. So everyone is seven, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Then we have the pre-chorus slash refrain, I don't know. Uh, Oh, this place is the same as it ever was, oh, but you will like it that way. So their hometown hasn't changed much since she left and that's kind of the reason why she wouldn't like it. I mean, there is a reason why she left that hometown. and We can also identify the hometown with Peter himself. In this exam season, Dorothea says the road not taken looks real good now and it always leads to you in my hometown. That means that to go to him, she still has to go to her hometown. She can't have one without the other. And in her mind, these two concepts are inseparable. But from this exam season, we can guess that for her, it's not as bad as Peter thinks it is. Sorry for the like the the trip I'm about to take you on, but (laughs) it makes sense. Okay, it makes sense. So since he says you won't like it that way, Peter probably thinks she left her hometown also because of him. We can say that Peter not changing, being a good person, a friend who would never betray her, who even after all this time still wishes her well, staying the same. I mean this is probably a reassuring aspect for Dorothea. You know, he stayed the same.
0: However, she changed, she...
1: like midnight rain. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we can say that Peter probably thinks this way because of his, I mean, insecurities. Yeah, I mean, imagine yourself in his shoes for a moment. His best friend and little girlfriend skipped down, literally ran away from their lives together to be a star in LA. She's surrounded by famous people and these friends who shine so much brighter than small-town Peter. So, <laughs> he might have come to think of himself as part of georgia's reason for living. I mean, especially if we think of champagne problems as part of their story. And we do. Which we do, exactly. so... Um, so cute, yeah. I hope you guys understood what I was <laughs> saying in this segment. But, it's important. It's like <laughs> yeah. a psychology lesson from the Secret Section podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not from the one graduated in no. psychology, <laughs> no. but that's fine. But you approved it, so... Yes, I did, so it's my fault. <laughs> it's your fault.
0: <laughs> okay, so then we have the course. And it says, it's never too late to come back to my side. The stars in your eyes shine brighter into pillow. And if you're ever tired of being known for you, who you know, you know, you'll always know me, Dorothea. Dorothea. I love this part so much, <laughs> so much. So the chorus starts basically saying that despite the fact that probably a lot of time has passed since Dorothea left, Peter tells her that if she were to change her mind, she could always go back to him. And it's kind of similar to what happens in the story of us, where Taylor sings, I liked it better when you were on my side. Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, it's a different like shade of,
0: oh yeah and, and now so we know it. a lot about that oh relationship God. so we're oh yeah maybe saying that it's similar
1: yeah
0: it's like too much but you know that's on some level
1: yeah, yeah
0: and then the fact that her eyes shined brighter in Tupelo could mean that she was more passionate there so maybe Dorothea didn't move away entirely because of her dream career as we already said, maybe she was in a difficult situation, probably at home. So Peter somehow knows that moving to LA to become an actress was a difficult process, that she is not the lucky one after all. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: and
0: we we must also consider that in a small reality like the one in Tupelo, Dorothea must have been one of the few talented people in our field. But then when she moved to LA she found herself surrounded by people who were just as special as her and I mean it could have been difficult to have a a big break or at least she's not the only one anymore and she has to deal with that (laughs) and we can find this kind of situation in you're on your own kid (laughs) especially in the lyrics. I searched the party of better bodies just to learn that my dreams aren't rare and um, no, Ellie's having a breakdown right <laughs> now. So, I guess. I
1: am. But like, <laughs> you can see us obviously. But Alice was like watching me from through her eyes. Yeah, and from, I, 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 right. I, yeah
0: I, I didn't know if I could go on. No.
1: <laughs> she knew I was going to break down. Yeah. She was right. <laughs>
0: So, okay, since we've said that Dorothea's story was inspired by Taylor's own life, it's pretty obvious why we can find so many parallels with this song. The song being You're on Your Own Kid. Oh, yeah. Um, Another song that has so many parallels with Dorothea and Peter's story, like we already said, is Midnight Rain.
1: So, it's already two songs from Midnight. I wonder how many more yeah. <laughs> we're going to find connection with.
0: <laughs> yeah. And also the theme of blue and shiny eyes is a very recurrent theme in yes. her <laughs> discography.
1: Oh my God, yes.
0: So we have a couple of parallels. The yeah. first one is, he said the way my blue eyes shined put those Georgia stars to shame that night. Wow. Tim so McGraw, nice. of course. <laughs> and then we have I looked at you like this, the stars that Shined" from Mary's song. Mary's song, justice
1: from Mary's <laughs> song, okay?
0: And then she can see the way your eyes light up when you smile And invisible. And then, because I see sparks fly whenever you smile, sparks fly. And lastly, starry eyes sparking up my darkest night from Call It What You Want.
1: so then we have of course the lyrics you've just read and if you're ever tired of being known for you you know you know that you always know me Dorothea so the fact that Dorothea is being known for who she knows and not for her talent stresses the fact that she became an actress but she still didn't have much success I mean, we can guess at the same time Peter is the only one who can tell which smiles she's faking and he really knows her and wants to know her for who she really is and he knows her from before her lay life so from when her eyes shined brighter and I mean he truly knows her essence I might say
0: okay then the lyrics go on with you're a queen selling dreams, selling makeup and magazines from you I'd buy everything and um, as many many actresses and models nowadays Dorothea must have had her own makeup brand or you know <laughs> she might be a magazine covers. and I mean Peter would buy these things but also this buy anything could also mean that he would believe everything she tells him mm-hmm. and I mean, (laughs) it's done bad for her. Like, come on, Peter. (laughs) Yeah,
1: we do love to see it. Okay. (laughs) Okay, then we have the second verse, I guess. Yeah. Which starts off the same as the first. Hey, Dorothea, do you ever stop and think about me? When it was calmer, skipping the prom just to piss off your mom and her pageant scheme. And then Dorothea, they all want to be ya, but are you still the same soul I met under the bleachers? Well... (laughs) Okay, so... I guess this is kind of the the first real link between the Cruel Summer Trilogy, so Betty, James and Augustine, and the this series. The link is obviously The Prom, which is I mean, it could be the same party that is mentioned in Betty. And in Betty, we know that that party was taking, taking place in a gym, as proms often do. So, we just went mm-hmm. ahead and said, oh, it's the same party. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course it it is. Is. <laughs> they went to the same school. They went to the same school. It is school. the same party. It is the same prom slash party. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> of course, we have like... A beautiful parallel with a song Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince which is No Cameras Catch My Pageant Smile and of course I mean
0: I strongly believe that Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince are Dorothy and Peter like oh my god yeah they are yeah they are
1: <laughs> when I was
0: personalizing yeah. the song I was like screaming uh, yes, I, I think I wrote it in all caps at some point, and I was like, oh my god. Did.
1: I was like on the document and I just saw Alice typing out, oh my god, is Dorothy I'm Miss Americana. I was like, yes, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but I, I do believe that. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it makes sense if you think Dorothy is, is like Taylor and Taylor is Miss Americana, so it is. Mathematically so, yeah. speaking, it is. Okay, yeah. is Miss Murakama. So obviously Peter is the heartbreak prince. So, um, but of course, first we have uh, another big parallel with Midnight Rain. Amazing. We already mm-hmm. said that, but my town was a wasteland, full of cages, full of fences, pageant queens and big pretenders, Where for some it was paradise. <laughs> for some, Peter. And of course, uh, I mean, want to talk about it here, but we think that this town in Taylor's universe is Nashville, but here it's Tupelo. Also, it's very interesting how he says when it was calmer. I mean, it was calmer both because they skipped the prom, which is, you know, a party, so it's loud and full of people, but also because it was before all the hustle of LA and Dorothea's career, on a general note, in Peter's mind, the relationship was lived as we can say a calm affair, you know, quite comfortable. And maybe she wanted that pain. Exactly. And <laughs> um,
0: okay, and damn Dorothea, they all wanna be. So the way he says this line, it's like he's astonished and surprised that everyone wants to be like her. Like, damn! <laughs> Um, So everyone wants to be like her, but Peter wants to actually be with her. And both Dorothea and Peter describe each other as a soul. For example, here in the lyrics, But are you still the same soul I met under the bleachers? This word identifies the depth of their connection and the fact that they used to meet under the bleachers just gives an idea of intimacy. By the way, I love every time she she mentions the Bleachers, of course. And also the Bleachers, amazing band. But yes, hey. this put aside, we have another song which mentions Bleachers, which is "You Belong With Me" with the lyrics "She's cheer captain and I'm on the Bleachers." Okay, Peter is asking her if she did change after all. He stayed the same because they stayed in their hometown, but she moved away, so maybe she changed. Um, here Peter is almost hopeful, he wants her to be the same soul he knew all of those years before. And um, because it doesn't know her right now, it doesn't really know if it's good that people want to be like her. If, I mean, if she's not the same person as before. And uh, she might have changed either for better or for worse. And um, he's curious. <laughs> I can't <laughs> say this word
1: <laughs>
0: He's curious here because he still wants to know her. He wants to meet this new version of her and he wants to know if she did achieve her dreams in the end. even if it doesn't look like it from the tiny screen he sees her home. Yeah. And um, before he was probably as hopeful as she was when she ran away to pursue her dreams. Because if you really love someone, you also love their dreams and I mean you don't laugh at them.
1: <laughs> right, Jake? <laughs> okay.
0: But we know that all of Dorothea changed like midnight rain. <laughs> yes.
1: You say the same. Okay. Um mm-mm. okay, now we have I guess the last refrain. Yeah. slash pre-chorus
0: Yeah, because this song doesn't have a bridge This song doesn't
1: have a bridge, how is that possible? I don't know, but I mean, we love it Yeah, it's still one of the best songs I've ever heard in my whole life, so... Uh, Peter sings, I guess I'll never know, and you'll go on with the show So, he doesn't believe he's ever going to see her again So, he'll never know for sure if she's changed but, you know, we know from Tuesdays exam season that they did meet again in their hometown of all places and the show he mentions would be the one Dorothea's putting on in Hollywood since she's living kind of half a life. Um, of course the show is not a physical show, it's her own life. So Peter says this because he really knows her and can still see through the tiny screen and not because he's like judging her. From the way he tells his side of the story, it's clear he's happy she's finally shining on her home, um, you know, outside of their hometown, which was stifling her, though he still longs to see her, actually see her, both in the physical and the spiritual sense, I guess. And we know from the damn season that Dorothea goes back to below and to Peter to the life they used to live together, I mean, for a weekend, but we don't need to remind ourselves of that. <laughs> <laughs> so until she does that, she will keep on pretending to be someone she's actually not. Exactly. exactly.
0: And on a general note, we can say that both the characters of the Cool Summer Trilogy and the Dorothea and, you know, Dorothea Peter, (laughs) leave their comfortable, comfortable situation. You know, James leaves Betty for the thrill that Augustine gives him. Dorothea leaves her quiet hometown to pursue a career in a big city. And they leave only to come back right where they started. And James, you know, goes back to Betty and Dorothea goes back to her hometown and Peter. We can say that the sister albums, so folklore and evermore, seem to be all about living and then coming back to the start. And you know, it's like it's the thing that Taylor is Taylor has been doing with the re recording process. Oh yeah. Yeah, just to tease you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's talk about our favorite lyrics. Yeah, I guess
1: that's it for the lyrics. I mean, uh, yeah, then yeah, she yeah. repeats the chorus and some vocalizing again, so I guess yes. that's it for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, my favorite lyrics, you know, I struggle with picking my favorite lyrics or every song, but in this case, I guess it's, Hey Dorothea, do you ever stop and think about me? Because that's very powerful, in my opinion. Yeah. What about you?
0: Uh, for me, it's Are You Still the Same? So I Met Under the Bleachers. Of course.
1: Yeah. Completely <laughs> understandable, of course.
0: <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. The next song we are analyzing is Tis the Dance Season. So oh, yes. stay tuned for that. Okay. So you can follow us on our social media. So on Instagram at Secret Session Podcast and on Twitter at Secret Session TS.
1: We hope you liked this episode. And um, yeah.